Okay, so it's recording. That's new for me, right? I haven't used this technology before. So this is just a little synopsis, really, of my rationale behind MFL teaching. I use parallel texts. On the left, you've got the English. On the right, you've got the target language. I use literal translations very often. It's word for word. There's no guesswork. Um, for example, I might teach you something like, I may call Pierre for je m'appelle Pierre. Um, why do I do the literal translation? It just makes everything really transparent and really memorable. Again, with something like je m'appelle Pierre, okay, je m'appelle, I would show you where that came from. Je me appelle. Try and say je me appelle, I may call. Uh, try and say it really fast, 10 times. You can't, can you? Neither could the French. That's what I'm selling to kids all the time. I know what the high frequency errors are. I know they're going to mess up accents. I know they're going to mess up apostrophes. So I tell them before they do. So what I'm saying is essentially, listen, accents, apostrophes, they're there to help you. They're your friends. The French want to make their language easy. It's very predictable. And that's what I'm selling all the time. The predictability of the language. So when we're using the parallel text, the English on the left, the French, the target language on the right, everything's super simple. I've 11 years. I may call Pierre. I went to the cinema. Je suis allé. It really means I am gone ed. So I'm going to explain that to you. Because if you understand I am gone or I am gone ed, uh, what's he? Il. What's he is? Il est. What is he is gone? Il est allé. Yeah, so everything becomes really transparent. Um, Again, when we're looking at the text, I'm always linking the spoken word to the written word. When we're looking at the text, I'm looking at the high frequency letter combinations. It's often the vowel combinations that English people find difficult in French because we use different vowel combinations. Lots of AIs, AUs, OUs, EUs. Uh, there'll be lots of A-I-double-L-E. That's another letter combination that uh, we're not used to in English, but the French use a lot. And if you get used to those, and you will get used to those, high-frequency letter combinations, vowel combinations especially, well, everything becomes really simple. So I'm teaching you very explicitly what these letter combinations are, the phonics, if you like, of the language. I'm teaching that very explicitly so everything becomes really, really memorable and transparent. And as I always say to children, listen, there's no such thing as a new word. It's only 26 letters in the alphabet anyway. So how difficult can it be? And we're constantly, constantly recycling the same letters. Um, there you go. So we do lots of parallel texts, lots of reading out loud. When we're reading out loud, I'm putting on my very best French accent. I'm insisting they put on their very best French accent. So we get the R sound right, for example. And because we cuddle text what does cuddle text mean cuddles seven simple steps to memorize text really well it's also seven simple steps to self-check so you don't make mistakes so we count the number of letters in each word now with shorter words maybe that's less powerful or less useful i'm gonna argue it's still useful it makes kids have a, a attention to detail that's what i'm looking for but longer words you know 12 letter words 13 letter words 15 letter words it's very important that they slow down pay attention to detail look at those letter combinations that's how they'll see the predictability of the language which is what i really want them to do so we count c we count the number of letters we u we single underline the vowel combinations double vowels triple vowels those high frequency vowel combinations that once you got them everything's easy 
Uh, what else do we do? We dot the silent letters, uh, which really helps with pronunciation and gives them a lot of confidence. We double underline the double letters. Well, in any language, it's easy to forget the double letters. We don't because we're paying much more attention to detail. We mark the liaison or elisions between words. Um, so you got something like je suis allé becomes je suis allé. So again, it's good pronunciation. The E on the word cuddle is where exaggerating our accents and our uh, apostrophes. Again, things I know kids are going to get wrong. If you preempt the high frequency errors, the kids won't make those mistakes. You've saved yourself a lot of time. The kids feel very accomplished. When kids are feeling accomplished, obviously we like doing stuff we're good at. So everyone wins and it's really time efficient as well. The final S in the word cuddles is stories. Sometimes you can use stories as memory aids, not always and not that often but you can so i'm always looking at memorization how to make this whatever i teach memorable always look at the root causes of where the high frequency errors are other things that i do with language teaching um lots and lots of uh, literal translations again the literal translations are guided so therefore i went to the cinema j-s-a-a-c I might also put so you got the first letter of every word there, so you can't miss words out. Or if you don't know a word, you can, but you put everything else in and you just put the initial letter, a little dash for the word you don't know. I might also put at the end of that sentence, um, 2A, 2G, for example. That would, that would uh, tell you that in that sentence, there were two accents aigus and there were two accents graves. I do a lot of... Um, French text where there's the full text on the left, sorry, on the right and the English on the left, that literal translation, that parallel text format, which works very well. I might cut and paste that text and all I've done is take all of the double and triple vowels out and maybe the vowels that have got accents out. Can you still read it? Can you still read it successfully out loud? That's a test of your memory and your speaking skills and your reading aloud skills. Um, and also, can you write it? Can you write it from memory? Again, it's developing that accuracy. They have to slow down and they're really focusing on where the high frequency errors are. Translation sentences, massively powerful. Lots of listening, lots of reading out loud. Lots of past papers when we get to key stage four. But again, with those, I have a, a very different angle on how we use them. Um, don't use games, don't use pictures, don't use PowerPoints, don't use pair work. Their accent is excellent because I, I really go to town on my accent to sound as authentic as I can as a non-native speaker. So, and I'm really picky with their accents as well. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a feel for what I'm doing with um, with my take on modern foreign language teaching. Lots of people have seen it. Tom Bennett, Tom Sherrington, Christine Council, Doug Lamoff. The list goes on and on and on and on. And they were always blown away by how good the kids sound. Why do the kids sound so good? Why are they so fluent? Why are their accents so good? Uh, why is the range of language they're using so impressive? Um, people often say it, it far surpasses what they hear at graduate level. I think that's probably exaggerating, but it's true, they have a good accent, a much better accent than many French teachers have. Um, how do we get there? Well, obviously, a lot of these techniques as well as lots of other things. If you're interested, follow me on uh, Twitter. You can DM me on Twitter. Uh, that's Barry N. Smith, Barry N. Smith, that's for Nigel, Barry N. Smith, 79. Um, there you go. And uh, happy to chat about MFL, Rational and CPD with me, either online or in your school.
Okay, so I'm on a roll now. This will be my second little recording. Uh, what else do I do? Okay, well, I travel the country now and uh, I help SLT take the school to the next stage to change culture, essentially. So the plan is this. I travel up on the Sunday and I spend five days with you. I arrive early on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning. I come in with the head. I leave with the head. I wander the school with the head and the SLT and I teach you all how to become what I call VVW, to become much more vigilant about what's going on in school, uh, be much more visible around school because we need to be a bigger version of ourselves uh, and I also teach people how to model warmth, how to model really good manners, courtesy because that's often what's lacking in schools. So we look at that. Uh, we look at the start of the day, the end of the day, the start of the lessons, ends of lessons. We look at lesson changeovers. We look at do nows that don't work. We look at lots of the stuff that you may have taken on board in your school um, to improve it. Stuff that is commonly thought of as good practice. We look at it. Is it working? Is it giving you the kind of learning return on time invested that you need? If it's not, we ditch it and we introduce something else that's simpler and better. So a lot about the 80-20 uh, rule, a lot of identifying what are the 20% of actions that really make the difference in your school. I talk about building a school built on genuine mutual respect where this is always my take. I always say, listen, I want the most relaxed school in Britain. I want any adult in this school to be able to go up to any child in this school and say, morning, miss, morning, sir, because I often call the kids sir and miss. Morning, miss, morning, sir, how are you? And the kid, without hesitation, turns around and goes, I'm well, thanks, sir, how are you? That's how it should be. Um, so I'm looking at how to make teachers bigger, uh, more confident, I want a house style to be really at the forefront. I want the house style to be really, really obvious. I want us to have shorthand so we can get, make every second count is what I'm looking at. Every second count, the beginning of the lessons, ends of the lessons, how we use exemplars, how we use questioning, how we become more demanding of kids, how we demand more of them, but also how we support them more as well. There's so much that we go into. So it's a five days I spend with you and it's incredibly uh, tightly packed. It's a bit tiring for the SLT and the head, I think, as I go hurtling around school at a breakneck speed and dragging you along. And yeah, we look at all the possible areas for improvement in your school. We don't look at curriculum so much because at this stage, it's very much right. How can we make every single lesson count, every single second and every single lesson count? How can we imbue every single interaction with the children uh, with that courtesy? from us and to them we need to teach them courtesy um, i often say that we're french teachers english teachers maths teachers um, kind of but that's more on the side we're really behavior teachers first and foremost with a little bit of maths english french on the side um, if you're interested by all means get in touch i can introduce you to a few heads i've worked with and You'd have to be an open-minded head to work with me, a head that has got pretty thick skin, a head that uh, is prepared to look at his school and go, tell you what, I need to do something better. Uh, this can improve, there is room for improvement. So yeah, open-minded heads, very welcome, get in touch, and we can, well, you can benefit from my 25 years in the game, 
over a decade of training teachers, what we did at Michaela, what we did at Charter, what we did at HNS, lots of turnarounds, lots of building strong culture, lots of building teacher and pupil confidence, lots of building what I would call a joyous, warm um, school culture, school environment. Um, the kind that Tom Bennett and David Desai and uh, Tom Sherrington and God, Mary Myatt and Christine Council and Doug Lamoff and so many others have seen when they watch me teach or when they, they visit my schools. So if you want to maybe come to your school or you fancy visiting when I'm working with another school, again, get in touch. Completely open book and there's loads we can do to really take your school to the next level. Thank you very much. Golden tickets, right then. Um, golden tickets came about at the beginning of Charter. Uh, we introduced a merit-demerit system. And what tends to happen is teachers can be very trigger-happy with demerits. Okay, so if you've got slant and shape and steps, which I explained in another podcast, um, it can be very easy for a teacher who is coming to terms with slant and shape and steps and isn't... Look, teachers are trigger-happy with demerits. You know it, yeah? Some are trigger-happy with the demerits. And on the other end of the spectrum, some teachers are just... will accept really low standards. So I like a system where you explain at the beginning of your lessons, ladies and gents, to avoid demerits. You slant and you uh, steps. You slant, you steps. Dead easy. I can't give you demerits. Even if I'm really bad mood and I'm grumpy and I'm nasty... I can't give you demerits as long as you're slanting and as long as you're stepping. That's how you avoid demerits. Um, now, if you want merits, I need to give lovely big long shape sentences. Uh, shape answers, full sentences, hand over your mouth, articulate, project, fill the room with your big university voice. And obviously good eye contact because it looks confident. Okay, so that's how you get merits. Now, if you've really shone in today's lesson, remember there's 32 of you in the room I'm only going to give one demerit. Sorry, one demerit. I'm only going to give one golden ticket. Now, you have to really shine to get that golden ticket. Okay? And some lessons, I might not give you a golden ticket at all. Because I might think, well, you know, nature of the work we were doing today or um, nobody really shone. You need to really go the extra mile. I don't just hand them out like uh, they're going out of fashion. Yeah? So, um, right, so give me loads of good answers. Join in lots. Big projection. And uh, you could be the person that gets the golden ticket. Only one person will get the golden ticket. I only give out one golden ticket per lesson. So unless it's close, and I'm thinking, oh, it could be him, it could be him, or it could be her, I'm not sure. But I only give one golden ticket. Um, there you go, dead simple. Now I will sign my name on it, put the date on it, I'll write something personal on it, I'll probably write something in French on it. To be honest, as the teacher, I would advise teachers, Say you've got five lessons a day, you take five golden tickets, start your day, you write something personal on it like, um, you know, you are charter-tastic or you are H&S-tastic, whatever the name, the name of the school is, or brilliant shape answers or um, well done uh, in something in French I would write. So I've, I've done that personalised bit, even though it's not strictly personal. You put the kid's name on it, you put your name on it, your name could be done, the date could be done, the personalised bit could be done, you're just writing the kid's name on it. Then it's easy in the lesson, 
at the end of the lesson, ladies and gents, the golden ticket goes to, and it was a close run thing, but this one goes to the person that gave me really good answers. He did this, 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 and I really like the way he did this, and that person is, bum, 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 Johnny Jones. There you go. Um, that's your gold ticket. Um, but it came about because teachers will give too many demerits and be trigger happy with the demerits and the kids get all grumpy. So this is why you see is, is the head. You have to calibrate all of that. You have to be reminding teachers and kids in assemblies what the reaction should be when a kid goes out a slant or when a kid isn't using steps correctly. It's not jumping on kids, pouncing on them. Um, obviously, kids are going to have sanctions if uh, if they answer back and they're rude. Uh, but that's something different from just slightly falling out of slant. And you go, ladies and gents, three, you want tracking me, please? Everybody in lovely slant, arms folded, nothing in your hands. Thank you very much, 100%. Undivided attention. Johnny, eyes on me, please. Good lad. Not pouncing on Johnny because he's out of slant. Now, if he's repeatedly going out of slant or he's got a, a miserable expression on his face, and by that, don't start whinging now, Twitter... <laughs> When I say a miserable expression on his face, what I mean is he's, he's got that rude, hard-faced look on his face, yeah? You can tell by somebody's body language, facial expression, tone of voice, whether they're with you or against you. Now, if you think there's something wrong, genuinely wrong with the kid, you see him at some point at the end of the lesson, oh, Johnny, what was the matter today? It wasn't like you. You seemed a bit miserable. That's something else. But, um, yeah, it just teaches can be trigger-happy with demerits. So the golden ticket meant the kid had something positive to go home and tell their parents. The nice bit of PR for parents as well. Parents like the fact that the kids are getting golden tickets. And the kids, you know, they, they collect those golden tickets. They've got them in their pockets. And you see any golden ticket, like lesson changeovers or break time or lunch time. Teachers often don't know what to talk to kids about. So an easy thing to talk to kids about is any golden tickets, any merits. Oh, good lad. Excellent. Well done. And again, um, you know, the... The golden tickets won't take hold. They won't become popular amongst kids unless teachers are making a fuss about them. So the fact that lots of teachers are going around going, any golden tickets, any merits? Oh, how many merits you got? You got two. How many you got? Three. Oh, but she's got three. You've got only got two. Come on, put your finger out. Um, that's that's what gives the the currency to golden tickets. It's not. It's a little bit of card. I mean, that's all it is. It's the recognition. It's the. The humanity, isn't it? That teacher notices me. That teacher likes me. That teacher makes a fuss. It's positive reinforcement. That's what it is. So there you go. So I wouldn't labour the golden ticket thing. Don't don't think it's going to transform your world. It's just another little sign that, yeah, we notice you when you do the right thing. We acknowledge you when you do the right thing. Uh, but again, what I'd say is because teachers often are not very good at logging merits, demerits, detentions. Um, they're particularly bad at logging the... Uh, merits and well, golden tickets can log, be logged as well but teachers are particularly bad at logging merits and kids know when their merits haven't been logged Okay, um, so we've got to do that I would say do it the last 10 minutes of the lesson um, but you don't necessarily have to log golden tickets um, you could log them and they could have a, an assigned value of say 3 merits something like that but um, if you don't log them at all, it's just the physical card, that is fine also. So it's one less job for teachers. There you go. I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, just a thank you card. That's all it really is. Just a thank you card. All right. Thank you very much.